This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, what a big show today. I mean, incredible stuff going on today. We actually have Steven Crowder on uh, to talk to us about uh, his potential ban on YouTube. Again, big tech is kind of cracking down on conservatives. Steven, in particular, one of the biggest conservative channels you're ever going to find on YouTube. And he gets into that and the details behind it, which are insane. We also have a day early Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly joins us uh, for the hour to look at his uh, all the news of the week and also his brand new number one New York Times bestseller that just uh, information just came out, Killing the Mob and Brian Lilly uh, from Canada to tell us about what's I mean, there's, it's always interesting to look at Canada because there's always crazy stuff going on uh, up there. And then it eventually comes across the border and hits us as well. We get into that uh, today. Don't forget, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Uh, Glenn's got a new show tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. Also, Stu Does America every day on Blaze TV. As well as this podcast right now, you should be subscribing to it. I hope you do. Um, I think they just changed the subscribe work to follow. So follow us. Follow at Glenn Beck and follow... Uh, at Stu Does America. You get the podcast every single day. Here's the podcast for Thursday. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Steven Crowder now joins us from Louder with Crowder. Uh, he has gotten the second strike now. Uh, in a three-strike policy, if you get three strikes on YouTube, you're off. And it's not just off for a little while. You're off permanently. Uh, his first actual hard strike was over his investigation in um, uh, on March 29th over the Nevada voter rules. They claim Stephen made statements about the election that were just flat-out wrong and inflammatory, Stephen joins us now to talk about strike one and strike two and the new lawsuit that he has filed. Um, the first, uh, Stephen, welcome to the program. What did they say you said on that first strike? Well, th- thanks for having me. And by the way, I want people to know the reason I sound like a drug addict right now is because I'm incredibly sick. The only thing I know is I don't have COVID uh, as seen by four negative tests. So something else got in. Turns out the normal flu is an actual thing. So everyone out there, wow. be careful. It still exists. Okay. Um, You're the one with the flu this year. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. You've now met the man who got the flu this right. year. Wow. That's weird. So it's I, rare now. If I, if I start hacking like I have emphysema, I apologize. It's just, it's okay. just uh, you know, it's the, the name of the game. But look, a couple of things. There have actually been technically what would be considered three strikes. I want to be really clear to people listening here. So first off, you can go and listen, uh, obviously watch the show at The Blaze. You know, you go sign up at The Blaze. Our content is always available there. And you can always listen to the free show that's usually on YouTube, on Apple, on Android, on Spotify. Please, everyone out there, just go subscribe so that we don't lose touch with you. Um, We had technically what would be three strikes with YouTube, okay? But one of them they counted as a warning for some reason. And uh, also I want to set up. We have filed a legal notice of uh, a lawsuit and an immediate injunction from YouTube. Because I know there's a lot of social media drama out there and there are counterclaims. No, no. This is the big one. This is the big one. 
with uh, the Roman Empire at this point. As a matter of fact, the Roman Empire couldn't even fathom the power of Alphabet, who run uh, oh, YouTube you and Google. So the first one was a, was a, was a, would have been a strike, but they considered it a warning for um, actually going to voter addresses in person, because I could not claim, and I would not claim, that the ghost of Hugo Chavez came back and rigged the Dominion voting machine and the election was... Wouldn't claim that. But just like Elizabeth Warren, just like Amy Klobuchar, just like Jimmy Carter, we know that individual voter fraud happens, and we know that with mail-in voting, it is more sure. likely to happen. There are far fewer right. securities. So right. it started as a joke. I was with my lawyer, and uh, we narrowed it down to what I could do that would be defensible in a court of law was I went to the addresses. I looked at the voter rolls, cross-referenced them with addresses where people voted, looked on Google Earth, saw that they weren't addresses, was told that's not enough because Google Earth isn't up to date. And so I sent interns with a copy of that day's newspaper on camera live to that address to show that what is an overpass or an empty lot. That was removed because it was considered a violation of uh, discussing election policy. Then after How? That, we did How? Wait, 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 wait. How did they defend that? Uh, they just said it's a violation of discussing election. <laughs> okay, good. So no defense. All right. Okay. No, 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 no defense. Right. This is something that's very, they could prove it's wrong. Mm. They can travel to these addresses. They mm. can do that, but they didn't. Um, and then the next one was, uh, this was the first real hard strike, I believe. I may be wrong about the order, was we did a, a one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. We were struck for going against CDC or World Health Organization guidance. Here's the thing. The sources that we used, and we're the only show that I know does this, every single reference, every single source, we have a bibliography with every show. Goes up on the website, lightworkcutter.com, every single episode. And the primary sources we used in making our arguments was the CDC. So we said on air, look, look, COVID is real. Obviously, it's a problem. We need to figure out how we deal with this. It is significantly more lethal to old people than the flu. However, it is significantly less lethal than the standard flu for whatever reason to young people, to young teenagers to toddlers. And that matters because we need to look at the immune response and we do this with any other kind of a virus and see why people have different responses. Well, that was considered a violation because it went against the CDC guidelines when we use the CDC mortality data. So the explanation, Glenn, I know that's your follow-up. There is none. It just it went against the World Health Organization guidelines. The most recent one was simply, uh, and this is why this is the second strike and three strikes you're off YouTube permanently. Uh, this, is how, this is how pernicious this is, Glenn. The story of the officer who shot Mackay Bryant in, uh, in Ohio while she was mid-stab, you know, mid-stab, mm -hmm. we said, not, and, I, and I still don't apologize for this, I stand by my statement. I said, not only do I believe that this was a justified shooting on behalf of the police officer, I believe that it was a necessary shooting or it's an abdication of duty. If a police officer can't shoot someone with a kitchen knife before it penetrates your flesh, they can't ever shoot someone. They're not permitted to save someone's life. And I do not want to see this. And I didn't say... It's a tragedy all around. Look, it's a tragedy whenever any life is lost. Would have been a far worse tragedy for that police officer to not take that shot and that other black girl to be stabbed when she had called the cops. They said that that was bullying and harassment because we were uh, allegedly reveling in the death of the girl who was shot. Um, so I want to be really clear about this, Glenn. This isn't just a, this isn't about me. Everything that I've just expressed here, more than half the country agrees with. If we are removed here from, from YouTube, and we have reason to believe that now they're looking and making, looking for other reasons to uh, find violations. Keep in mind, they've audited all of our content for years. And these are brand new violations, sometimes with older content. Um, it's tantamount to saying no conservatives are welcome. It's saying, hey, if you believe that an officer 
Do you support an officer? Not do you back the blue. If you support an officer for shooting someone who is stabbing somebody else, that's not welcome here. If you support the science and saying, hey, we need to look at the death rates across different age ranges and see how this might affect treatment, your view is not welcome on YouTube. Listen, I, I, and I'm very grateful. I, I do not say this to boast. You, you know, I never talk about the numbers on our show because I want the content to speak for itself. This is far and away the number one show on new media period. We, we, we beat Kimmel. We beat, we beat the Trevor Noah. We beat these guys every single day, every single day. But it's not because of us. It is conservative views. These views are not welcome. And the reason that we have filed an injunction for immediate relief is to make sure that our channel is still up, that we know what, what steps to take next. And Glenn, I don't know if there can be another Stephen Crowder. I don't know if there can be another Glenn Beck. We don't know if there can no, there, be another Rush Limbaugh if three there companies won't be. control all this information. That's yeah, there won't be. All right, so... I'm hoping um, to change that. What'd you say? I said, well, you know, I'm hoping to change that. I'm, I'm only one guy, and I have a good lawyer, but... I really look, there are some people who live for the drama of social media. Oh, I've been banned and I'm unbanned and I'm throttled. Look, let me just give you an idea as to what we've had to do. We've been throttled. Sure. There was a point where if you search Steven Crowder, change my mind, abortion, you would find an old PBS video. You wouldn't find anything from me. We know that. And so we changed our business model where we said we are going to stream live on YouTube, like your show on radio, but no one does this online on YouTube. We say we are streaming live weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Every day. So that people, because they can't search and find us, if they subscribe or notifications, those work half the time. They tune in anyway. They set a bookmark. They're not beholden to the social media ghettos. And so we still have achieved these massive numbers because people seek the content out. The only other option now is to remove us from the platform. We want to do our work and we want to do good content and we want to reach people and inspire people. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be bogged down with a lawsuit. We asked YouTube for the rule book and we said, look, if this is not allowed on your platform, let us know, and we'll just do it on Mug Club and The Blaze, and we'll keep it vanilla here on YouTube as, as far as you'll let us go, and we won't violate it. We won't even push that line. We've been very clear about this. The issue is they don't give the rule book, and then they make up new rules, and in some cases, they can't even give us an explanation as to where we violated the rules. You cannot run a business that way, and I'm assumed to be father of two, and I have 15 people who are employed here. This is, I'm pro-business. Okay, I'm pro-open market. I'm anti-fraud. That's what this is about. Uh, here's what I would like you to do if you are listening to this program right now. I want you to support Steven Crowder. Uh, sign up for his uh, Mug Club. Uh, the reason why they had Mug Club is because they knew this kind of stuff was coming. Sign up for the Blaze. Uh, Steven's voice will not be squelched uh, on the Blaze. And the Blaze needs your support because we are all gathering you know, people with different talents, we've put all of our egos aside and we have just said, let's come together and stand with one another because they're going to pick us off one by one. Stephen can't be abandoned. Stephen can't fight this by himself. So join Mug Club, uh, join uh, the the podcast, also join The Blaze. They've got merchandise that you can that they can sell. This is, um, as you can imagine, not a cheap fight when you're going against uh, Google and YouTube. Yeah. Um, the most important yeah. thing that Stephen said during this was sign up for the newsletter. We when he said we have to make sure we stay in touch. 
The only way that we can get your information is if you give it to us, if you sign up for our newsletters. That way, you're going to get them. I just talked to somebody yesterday that said, I've been getting your Facebook notifications, but every time I press on it, it doesn't go to you. It goes to somebody else. And uh, it's usually somebody that you don't agree with. Um, right. I, I don't. I don't know, but we know that these companies have throttled us and they are not playing fair. They're not telling us the truth. They're not giving us the rules. And we can see it in the numbers instantly. We know when they've changed the algorithm or when they're they're monkeying around with our audience. And can, I, can I say one thing here? Glenn? I don't know how much time we have. Um, but it's important for people to note, look, I know that sometimes there have been people who've been removed from social media in the past and people say, well, Alex Jones says crazy things and he does say crazy things. I still didn't think that this man should be removed from the platform. Or they look at someone else, they go, well, that person is extreme. So their views aren't welcome. And they say it's a, it's a private business. They can do whatever they want. That's a whole discussion about two thirty, which we can get into another time. However, let's break this down here. People may be offended by some jokes that I make. Fine. I'm a comedian, but YouTube is saying. These viewpoints are not welcome. They are saying at this point, it's not some crazy conspiracy about George Soros, you know, having uh, human puppeteers and lizard people. My worldview is basic conservative Christian, okay? The guy who is saying, wait until marriage to have sex, don't do drugs, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, personal responsibility, First Amendment, Second Amendment. By the way, uh, we need to look into the actual science of COVID and make sure we're rational. And I think that police officers should be allowed to shoot when someone is stabbing somebody. YouTube is saying anyone out there who agrees with those statements, if you get big enough, you will be removed. These are not extremist points of view. As a matter of fact, some people would say that I'm not hard right enough, that I'm too moderate. So I want to be really clear. This is just the fact that we happen to have the biggest platform there now, and it's a problem. No one can go through our catalog. I, I defy anyone to go through our catalog and find some kind of radicalizing extremist point of view. It doesn't exist. And that's why we have a bigger share of our audience that are young liberals than any conservative in the world because they listen to what we have to say. They go, oh, okay, that's reasonable. So it would be one thing if I was out there, you know, talking about lizard people or talking about some crazy global one world conspiracy and how, you know, uh, Donald Trump won the election until uh, until Maduro came out and uh, and switched to Dominion voting machines. None of that. It's basic conservatism. They would ban Ronald Reagan. And that's why this lawsuit has to happen. I don't want to do it. We have to do it. Stephen Crowder, thank you very much. Uh, Stephen Crowder, the uh, host of Louder with Crowder. Uh, just got his second hard strike uh, on YouTube, and I can guarantee you they will find a third. You can uh, subscribe, louderwithcrowder.com, louderwithcrowder.com, or blazetv.com slash Crowder. Just make sure that you uh, join and uh, stand with us as we stand together. Stephen, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, brother. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. start in israel this hour i want to i want to show you a couple of things now israel is called monstrous because they are uh blowing up buildings and killing people okay israel says well we call them we give them an hour to get out of the building 
We alert. Okay, the same thing that the United States did. We dropped 70 million notices all over the major cities in Japan and and named, I think, 10 cities where we might drop the world's most powerful bomb. We said we had it. Uh, They knew what those air raids had done over in Europe. uh, And we said we have one bomb that will do more damage than all of the firebombings that were done in uh, in Germany. So please get out of these cities. We sent 70 million notes. Please. It's coming. It's coming to one of these, I think, 10 or seven cities. Uh, and there will be a shortage of food, of water. Get your families out. We are not trying to destroy you. But these cities are part of your military industrial complex, and we will destroy them. Please surrender. And if your government doesn't surrender, this is what's going to happen. Get out of those cities. Nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever does that. Me, except for Israel. What did you hear the Ayatollah in Iran say? Uh, oh, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna bomb. Oh, by the way, we're sending in uh, we're sending in uh, terrorists. No, they don't do that. Nobody does that. Israel is being blamed and called a monster. They just released uh, a uh, an audio clip of them calling a building owner saying we're going to bomb your building. You need to get everyone out. This isn't the first call. This is the second call. I want you to listen and I'll translate for you. That is the Palestinian. That is the Israeli. Okay, now I want to translate what they're saying. The Palestinian says, I can't get all of the people out. I need at least two hours to get them out. The Israeli says, listen, we are going to bomb the building. You want to bomb? Bomb whatever you want. No, brother. We need to do everything we can so you and other people don't die. We want to die. But you have a responsibility for children's lives. If the children need to die, then they'll die. God forbid. God forbid. Why do you want to die? Now, tell me. Tell me that Israel is the bad guy. If children need to die, then they'll die. Okay, where does that kind of philosophy come from? Hear me, America. We, I I told you probably 15 years ago, what is being done to us is exactly what has been done to the Palestinian people. The Palestinian people, and I, I realized this on my first trip to Israel. I went to Israel and I was in the old city and it's it's all quartered. So there's a Palestinian section, there's a Jewish section, um, and when you're walking through it, because it's one small city, you're walking through it, and it's like how in America you can go from the suburbs and it's nice, and then it slowly starts to get more trash on the highway and it starts to get broken down, and then if you keep driving a while later, you're in the slums. In Israel in the old city of Jerusalem because it's so small and and it's so old and a walled city you take three steps literally 
and you're in the slum. And so it goes from beautiful, bright, clean, well-maintained. You walk through one archway and you're in a dirty, dingy, broken down part. And the first time I was in the that's the Palestinian section of of Jerusalem. And I'm walking through and it's dark and dingy and dirty and uncomfortable. And I take I walk through an archway, literally just an archway. I walk through the archway and all of a sudden it's bright and clean and upscale stores. And it's like it's a different, entirely different place. And I stopped and I said to my guide, what just happened? How, where, where are we? Why is this so different than what is six feet behind me? And uh, the guide said, that is the this is the Israeli section. That's the Palestinian section. So I realized that. In many cases, being in the slums is a state of mind, not in all cases, but in the case of the Palestinians, for sure, the Palestinians have been told, don't cooperate with the Israelis, don't go to work for an Israeli, they're holding you back, they're keeping you down. Israel knows the whole world is against them. The whole world doesn't want to work with the Jews. The whole world has tried to kill them 19 times in holocausts. They know. They have just went, you know what? So then I have to count on myself. And they get the job done. And I realize it's very similar to what we have going on here in America. You have those people who are trying to keep people down by saying, you know, who's them over there you've got you need me because those guys oh they'll kill you they're those guys they're trouble over there they want your children to starve they don't care about your children they don't care about schools they don't care about crime in fact the police are part of it that's what happens in israel that's what's happening here we are being balkanized we are being split apart because of our politicians and because of our media. If we didn't have media, social media, like we had right now, I contend none of this would be further. It would be moving, but we would be, we would be a much different place and be in a much better place. It's just moving at hyper speed because it's everywhere now. If you think there's a problem with critical race theory but you don't want to get involved let me show you when politics takes over schools this is what happens to your children here are two kids palestinian kids and they want to recite a poem about the jews and here it is i'll translate listen to them two little girls probably six years old أنا لا أخاف البندقية فجموعكم وحم وقطعان غبية Okay, here's what they're saying. You can turn it down just a bit, let it run. I do not fear the rifle because your throngs are in delusion and ignorant herds. That sounds like a six-year-old. Jerusalem is my land. Jerusalem is my honor. Jerusalem is my days and my wildest dreams. Oh, you who murdered Allah's pious prophets. Oh, you who were brought up on spilling blood. You have been doomed to humiliation and hardships. Oh, sons of Zion on most evil. 
among creations, O barbaric monkeys and wretched pigs. Jerusalem is not your den. Jerusalem opposes your throngs. Jerusalem vomits from within it your impurity, because Jerusalem, your impure ones, is pious, immaculate. And Jerusalem, you who are filth, is clean and pure. I do not fear barbarity. As long as my heart is in my Koran and my city, as long as I have my arms and my stories, as long as I am free, I do not have to barter my cause. I will not fear your throngs. I will not fear the rifle. Where do you get that? You think mom and dad are at home teaching them? Um, I think maybe some places, some places, yeah, sure, some homes are doing that. But for the most part, that's what they get in schools. Their school books are all like this. Once you politicize your school, you get a little Hitler youth. Where do you think the Palestinians got these tactics? From Adolf Hitler. That's not hyperbole. That's fact. The Palestinians' grand mufti of the 1930s was all about Adolf Hitler because they could kill Jews. And that's what the Palestinian Authority wanted, to kill Jews. That's, what, that's why Hamas, it's in its charter, kill all the Jews. That's why the Grand Mufti had plans of building concentration camps and uh, furnaces, ovens, and gas chambers all over Palestinian land. That's what's coming. That's what's happening that's what's now happening on our streets. Play the video, please. In, uh, in Hollywood, California, some people uh, who were Palestinian supporters, they drive by, they're, they're waving these big flags, and they're shouting at people on the street in this Jewish section of Hollywood. And uh, they get out of the car, and they come walking down the street, and they say, hey, any of you Jews? And... Jewish people are not ones to sit down, at least now. Uh, and they said, yes, you have a problem with that? Oh, and the Palestinians did. And they beat one guy almost to death. Here's the video of it. This is happening in Hollywood, in California. I just spoke to Dave Rubin. But three days ago, and Dave and I were having dinner, and he said, Glenn, I don't think they're, I don't think it's long before they're beating Jews in the streets in California. He said, as a Jewish person, I am very concerned. I said, you're right. He said, I think I need to get out. He just bought a new house there. I think I need to get out. Yes. Yes. Stop denying the reality of what is really happening in our country. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Let's uh, go to Brian uh, Lilly, uh, who is up in Canada. He is uh, kind of a, he's, I mean, he's really, He's really a blaze kind of guy, but he's Canadian. So, um, uh, how you doing, Brian? Nice. Here's the Blue Jays fan. No. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I you. Know, America's team, Brian. 
playing in even, America. Even Canadians are not Blue Jays fans. What? How dare well, you? I don't know. They're doing uh, pretty good against uh, the Red Sox right now. But yes. I'll let you fill you in on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the COVID-19 lockdowns. First of all, are you guys getting any vaccines up there? Uh, we are getting uh, increased doses, and that's leading to what you want the vaccines to do, which is fewer people going into hospital, fewer people dying. Um, and so the Trudeau government's doing a victory lap right now, saying we're about to pass the United States in uh, the number of vaccine doses. Um, only if you look at, as one doctor put it, the, only the first half of the test. Uh, we're about to surpass you in first doses. But while you guys are closing in on about 45% of your adult population having both mm-hmm. doses, right. uh, we're at 3.5%. <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> so that's pretty amazing. Well, you know, 3% of your population, because you are far more populated than the United States. Oh, so, man. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So uh, we're, we're getting some, but we're still behind you guys. All right. Um, so... We're having a problem now. Our CDC has come out and said, uh, you got you got to take off the mask. You know, uh, Texas just uh, said no masks, no masks. Uh, in fact, just passed legislation that said no masks in the fall for schools. Don't even talk about it. Um, and some places like uh, New York and I fear Canada is going to be like this. They don't want to get rid of the masks. They, they feel naked without them. Well, I think it was the Atlantic was the first place I saw a story like this. The liberals that won't give up on COVID restrictions, you know. And the New York Times had a piece the other day about a guy who wears a KN95 mask, followed by a cloth mask on top of it, then goggles. And he does this even though he's had COVID and has been double vaccinated. And he it's told a- the Times that he... He's going to do it for the next five years. Just yeah, until it's a mental disorder. It's a mental disorder. I, I would agree. And look, I'm I'm on the side of freedom. If you want or feel like you need to wear a mask and some sure. people are more susceptible to disease than others, then go ahead. We've never really had the, the mandate to wear a mask outdoors up here. Um, so I know some places in the States have gone that route. We haven't done that. Some people still do. That's fine you do your thing i think that's weird but i don't wear a mask outdoors and i wear them where i have to so common areas of the condo building i'm in you know a lot of stores you go into you well pretty much all of them you've got to wear a mask i don't want to cause the store clerks so headaches um, when so, when but when when the snow melts up in canada around august 15th uh and before it snows again like august 17th or 18th um Aren't you going to see population going outside and not wearing masks? Because that's what happens here. We'll go outside and some people are still alone walking their dog wearing a mask. But they're weirdos. Uh, Most people are just going out and enjoying it. They are. And I do want to point out that I am currently further south of where you grew up, Glenn Beck. Are you really? And you're in Canada? That's not possible. Matt, oh, your, yeah. your map Both is wrong. Your home state of Washington <laughs> is north of where I am. North you of are sadly mistaken. You're sadly uh, mistaken. That's a more, straight more line. Than I across. Saw. Yeah. Uh, so uh, look, 
I go out walking the dog and do not wear a mask. It's probably about 50-50. And I think as the weather gets warmer, we're, you know, approaching into the low 70s today. Uh, I Mm. think you're going to see less and less. You know, there's a park just down the street from me. And, you know, we're not supposed to mix outside a household. I don't know. When I see people all young and uh, they're outdoors having a few brown pops and a meal, uh, I'm guessing they're not from the same household. So, um, Brian, do you think the government is, I mean, these arrests of these pastors, I'm sure some of them, you know, are trying to make a name for themselves. Others, I think, are, are honest in their belief that they need to continue to have services. Um, is, is the government hostile towards religion because it's, it's always seemed that Canada was kind of lean in that way. Uh, is that yeah. what's happening? Well, a lot of it comes down to the local government because, uh, you know, enforcement of these sorts of things, like you guys, we've got the three levels. We've got the federal, state, we've got provincial, and then you've got the local municipality. And, and so in some cases, like there's a, a church that was doing drive-in services, and they were trying to comply. They put up a, they, they bought a, a specific PA system that would transmit on a local radio frequency. So you drove in and, you know, you got one of those radio signals that you'd hate to be on that mm-hmm. station, 90.1 right. or whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. No one will find your radio station, but you can find the pastor. And the cars were spaced six feet apart and the windows had to be up. Those guys were still being harassed. And so I think people like that, I think it was the Church of God in Elmer, Ontario, that guy's just getting harassed by local police and local officials. And there was a backlash against that, and they backed off. Then there's others, like there's a pastor in Calgary. You probably saw his viral video on Good Friday. The cop showed up, and Mm -hmm. he's a Polish immigrant who lived under communism, and he let rip and was screaming at them. Arthur Powalski's his name, and I've interviewed him before, and he's kind of halfway in the middle, halfway he's sometimes persecuted half time he's looking for the fight in that instance well but if you but in but hang on just a second i give him more latitude because he's lived under it so he's very sensitive to right in that instance he was completely right other times he knows he's going out to provoke things Uh, okay and so it really it really just depends and and often it depends on on the local officials, most of the, the churches have, like, I, I, I'm across the street from a big Catholic church and just down the street from a, an evangelical Hillsong uh, church. Mm-hmm. Both of them, before the government said anything, had already pivoted to online streaming services. You know, join us at this time. And as cases and, you know, how transmissible it was, you know, the R factor and all of that, as those things have gone up and down, they've either opened up for a bit with restrictions, closed down again. You know, a lot of the churches are interested. They, they want to keep their congregation safe. Sure. And so they're, they're, they're trying to work. So it really is a mix. What's weird is that in Alberta, where we seem to be having most of the trouble, the guy running the province is uh, a very religious guy. But there's also, I guess, the local officials may not be. So there's a, there's a mm. lot of weird things going on. Right. Canada is a bit less religious oriented than the U.S. You can definitely say that, though. 
real real quick because uh, i've got a, only about a minute for you to answer this if you can uh, we just had in the american medical association they are planning now and i'm quoting to embed racial justice into the medical profession terrifying oh, we man. have critical race theory uh in our schools are you getting all that crap as well it, we are literally importing it from your radicals, Us. and Jeez. the spelling will be different, so we can tell it's American. And some of the things that they talk about, it, it hasn't even happened in this country, but they'll just import everything, and they don't even check it. Why? Because it, it's not actually about dealing with racism or issues in that effect. It's about being woke. It's about um, being on the right side of the political left. I never thought we would be exporting hate, and uh, and now we are. I apologize for uh, for what our country is appearing to be. Um, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Uh, Brian uh, Brian Lilly is a uh, commentator and a columnist for the uh, Toronto Sun, and you can find him at torontosun.com. dot com. Uh.